With us today is Dr. Peter Michalos, and he's our WABC resident uh, genius, and uh, he always gives us tips on how to live longer and what makes better science in the world. Dr. Michalos, how are you today? Good morning, John. Good morning, Cats Roundtable audience. Today we're going to talk about disease care versus health care, and basically treating disease uh, in the United States uh, basically turns out to be a lot of disease care happening in hospitals and uh, maintaining health to prevent disease and to prevent illness is what we really should be uh, focusing ourselves on. And preservation is the key to maintaining uh, health and prevention and preserving our health and through prevention. A great example is the polio vaccine. You get a vaccine and you can avoid a debilitating disease that ended up disabling 35,000 people a year until we had a polio vaccine, and we uh, almost eradicated 100% until some recent events where we're seeing some uh, more cases. Another type of uh, area where we can really do a lot of prevention is vascular disease, where we can help prevent heart attacks and strokes. And we now know that 20% of the problem is genetic, but 80% is our lifestyle, you know, our diet. We have to avoid high-fat diet. We have to avoid sugar. We have to control our blood pressure, salt, tobacco, avoid it. It cuts your life by 10 years, inactivity and alcohol and obesity. And some recent studies even found that women who have five to eight drinks a week have a much higher incidence of breast cancer. So these are things that we can do to help uh, prevent things. And if you have a family history of breast cancer, ovarian cancer, you know, that runs in families, you definitely need to uh, know about that and uh, having a good history and sharing the medical issues with our friends and fa- families uh, in, that that are directly related to us to help us uh, so that they can go and get the proper testing and prevent uh, diseases because there are certain diseases that run in families like heart disease, thyroid problems, colon problems, prostate problems, and uh, these people should get proper screening and many great screening tests exists for that. And we now know that in the United States, for example, smoking is associated with 480,000 deaths a year at a cost of $300 billion to the economy, plus the other implications in the economy for those people who are lost and no longer able to support uh, their families and loved ones. And smokers live on an average of 10 years less than the rest of the population, which is uh, quite amazing. And Alcohol uh, abuse and is also associated in the United States with about 95,000 deaths and it damages livers called cirrhosis, pancreatitis, and heart disease. So we're learning that prevention is very important and also health insurance is very important. Like when you sign up for health insurance, you have to make sure that before you sign up for health insurance, look in your zip code and make sure that there are providers In the specialty, for example, if you're a diabetic and you need to have an endocrinologist, don't sign up for a plan that doesn't have an endocrinologist in your area that accepts your insurance. Many people sometimes sign up for these Medicare Advantage plans, not regular Medicare. They advertise on TV that they give you all these different benefits, but in reality is you have to find out, for example, if the local cancer hospital near where you live accepts it because many times they don't or if the major medical centers that does heart surgery or valve surgery accepts your plan. So that's something you need to do with due diligence. And we always tell our listeners, too, when you travel abroad, your U.S. health insurance does not cover you abroad. We tell people that they should get travel 
and medical evacuation insurance when they leave the country because they assume that if they go somewhere like England that they'll be covered. Well, they're not, and you have to have your own travel insurance, and it's cheap. It's inexpensive. It can be like $25 to $30 a week, but God forbid you have a problem, uh, you need to be prepared because you can go, for example, to the U.S. Virgin Islands and be covered, go one island over to Tortola or uh, British Virgin Islands, and you don't have coverage. So these are things that we also need to be aware of and to look at. And sometimes for people who absolutely can't afford health insurance, there are these uh, sharing programs, like some of the Christian sharing programs that basically can be around two or $300 a month. And what they do is they prevent, they're more like disaster care. So if you get an appendix operation, you can end up in New York with a bill of $30,000. They'll negotiate and they'll help pay most of it. So at least you have some type of a, a safety net. And other things that people can do, they say, I can't afford to get blood work. There are alternatives now. For example, there is a company called MyLifeForce.com that'll check 40 different blood biomarkers, and it's only $340. You mail it, you get a test kit, they come to your house, or you can go anywhere where someone will draw your blood, and you can send it off, and they'll give you all your results online. They'll interpret it and make recommendations, and that's only $349 versus it could potentially cost thousands if you went to a hospital. So these are some of the things that people out there who want to know what's happening with their health but don't really have the funds or the income. And another thing that you can do is when you donate blood, actually, if you're concerned about various diseases or infectious diseases, you can actually donate blood and then request that you get a copy of the laboratories because every time you donate blood, they check your blood for every known disease in the world to man because they don't want to donate that blood to someone else. So that's another way that people who don't have the funds or don't have insurance can get help somebody else by donating blood, but also finding out what's going on with their own blood. So these are some of the health tips. Yes. Anything else you want to tell the, all the American people, uh, what you, you know what we're all concerned about, all these diseases? Anything updates? Yeah, I think that uh, we learned, uh, we talked about on WABC about the increase in sexually transmitted diseases. So we encourage people to wear protection, use condoms, and to... Uh, you know, educate their kids on uh, protecting themselves. And flu season is coming for those who are at high risk. They can get their flu vaccines in preparation for the coming uh, winter. It looks like uh, COVID has quieted down, but continue to be vigilant, eat healthy, take your vitamin D, your vitamin C, and uh, try to uh, just do what you can to do hand washing and uh, try to do whatever you can as far as, you know, keeping the air you are clean and safe and avoid people. If someone is sick, you know, try not to uh, have direct contact. And if you're visiting someone in a hospital, don't go if you have a cold or sick because one of the common ways that people get sick in the hospital is people bring them from outside in. So continue to uh, go to your doctor, have your annual physical, your test, your blood work, your EKG. And now that COVID's over, we need to go back and get our medical appointments and continue to check our entire uh, health package and uh, listen to WABC for more health tips. Thank you, Dr. Peter Michalos, and we'll catch up with you again real soon. And you're on at least once or twice a week besides our Sunday. And uh, thank you for making Americans smarter in, in their care. God bless you. Thanks for getting the truth out on the Cats Roundtable.